I hope your day is full of lemurs and chimpanzees and orangutans and gorillas and I guess it's an ape. It's an ape intro, guys. I've gone ape shit. What's up? We have an amazing episode of Shank for you this week with the one, the only Stephen Randolph. But before we get into this week's episode of Shank with Stephen Randolph, there's just a few things I want to tell you about. First, I am going to be in Austin, Texas on August 16th at Vulcan Gas Co. I'm headlining. There's links to tickets in the description of my bio on Instagram. Really easy. Everything's in my link tree. So if you want to buy merch, if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, just go to my Instagram at Princess Shank. Hit the link tree and everything is right there. Also, if you're in LA on August 6th, I am coming to Nightcap with Kim Congdon, Josh Potter, and Johnny Pepperton. We're doing a post-it show where we whatever's on the post-it is what we have to do stand-up about. So it's going to be fun. It's not a regular set. If you're in LA and you're looking for a good time, you want to come have some laughs, come out to Nightcap on the 6th. And then, of course, I'll be at Skankfest. That's not till the end of September. But for all show dates and everything, at Princess Shank on Instagram. And let's, before we get into this week's episode of Shank, I want to tell you about a new sponsor. One of my favorite sponsors, Flint's Mints. If you're someone like me, you smoke a lot of weed and you hate cotton mouth, these mints are for you. If you're someone who likes sucking dick, but you don't have enough saliva, these mints are for you. Yeah, I'm talking about Gluck Gluck in my intro. It happens, guys. Shop Flint's Mints. We have a special link. And if you shop through this link, which I'll put it up right here. Um, if you use that link, you get 10% off. And it's a great, great way to support your podcast. Um, the flavors are amazing. My personal favorite is Luxury Grape. They also have Strawberry Magic, Cherry, and they all have different um levels of sparkling and tingling. So if you get the strawberry magic, that's level F225. So that would make your mouth sparkle and tingle more than the cherry, which is F150. So you can shop the Flint's mints, whatever. If you're someone who has a real bad cotton mouth, maybe you want to get the the more extreme level of mouth watering. Make your mouth sparkle and you'll think of me. Thank me later, guys. Shop Flint's. Also, look down at your feet right now. Are you wearing socks? If you're not wearing socks, ask yourself why. Why? You need socks. They're essential. They protect your most valuable assets, your toes. Cover them up. They're great around the house. They make great gifts. I never wake up and say, you know what? I wish I had less socks today. What's really amazing about Oh Yeah is that they collaborate with different artists to bring unique sock designs. So whether you're into lollipops or aliens, there's a pair of socks for you and they make great gifts and it's a great way to support your support the podcast. Shop oya.com. That's three O's H-Y-E-A-H.com. Discount code Sarah 10, S-A-R-A 10 for 10% off unique sock designs. And again, I'm coming to Austin, Texas on August 16th. Buy tickets. We're looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. And subscribe to the Patreon. Please buy merch. It's all in the description. And let's get into this week's episode of Shank with the one, the only Stephen Randolph. Guys, here it is. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Shank. I'm Sarah Weinshank, and today's guest is the one, the only comedian, Stephen Randolph. Hi. 
Hi. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Me too. I haven't had you on my podcast, but I did your podcast. A long time ago, A long yeah. time ago. So, but you've been killing it with your clips online. Oh, thank you. Your stand-up has been so funny. I'm having so much fun doing it, and I have just as much fun making the clips as I do actually performing. Like, I, really? I, I love the post-production of it, the shooting it, gathering, finding out what moments. Like, I, I really like putting it together and curating it. Yeah, so you can tell that you like doing it. I'm just like, right now, I feel like I'm just going through the motions. Of, of doing it? Yeah. Of, of doing clips? Of doing clips, because I get tired of watching myself. And then do you get in your head before you post the clip? Does always. that happen to you? Always. And the, the ones that do the best, I'm always like, is this even good? And then I go back, come back from a meal, and like you see all these like, like, oh, people are like, I love that one best. I'm like, oh, I don't um, even like that one. I know. It's so hard when when it's of yourself to not judge yourself. Uh, every, I say, um, I, I mean, j- there's just like four things I do in speech pattern that just yeah. disgust me thoroughly. <laughs> when you say, um. Yeah. Um, and like, right, guys are like, I'll say like, I, I, I'm like, oh, that's the, that's the that's why I hate comics that do that because I'm that guy. You know, I'm like, isn't that right? And I, yeah. I did like the, I, the last one I just put out today. There is a, there's a moment in there, and it's I think it's a funny video um, of the crowd work with the people on Reddit. There are these people that met on a, on a group called I Am Lonely. That and is was, so dark, dude. I was gonna start teeing off on them, and they just had these beautiful, loving eyes. And they're <laughs> multi-ethnic, like one of every every continent. You know, it was just like this, like God's people. You yeah. know, the people of Earth who are lonely and all found each yeah. other. And they were all just looking at me and like, well, we've never been to a comedy show, like that kind of vibe. And I'm like, where'd you meet? And I, a Reddit group. I'm like, what was it called? They're like, Lonely in Edmonton. And no. I'm just like, oh <laughs> my God. so dark. And Abby was headlining, Abby Robert. And after the show, he goes, man, I, I was thinking like, Oh, why is Steven bitching out, like going so soft on these people? He goes, and then I went up and looked at their faces. You know <laughs> yeah, you did the same thing. They're just so sweet. Oh, that's so dark to meet on Reddit. I know it is. And well, then, but, but in that video. It, I, or is it more dark to be alone? I feel like it's dark to meet on Reddit and then to tell people that's how you met. I would lie. I would lie too. I'd be like, guys, here's the deal. <laughs> yeah. Here's the, here's our cover story. <laughs> yeah. We didn't meet on a on a Reddit subreddit called I Am Lonely. No, no. It would be better to meet honestly on a dating app. Absolutely. I've been meeting women on dating apps since the mid nineties. I was the f- <laughs> I was the first. I I was. Within the first 10,000 people, I, no. gu- I I guarantee. What was the first one you did? AOL chat rooms. When I was 15. <laughs> when I was 15, I was just like, I typed something sexual in and, and, and some anonymous person was some like. Some woman. <laughs> yeah, it was like, ooh, I, I like that too. And I was just like, oh my God. And I was trying to tell all my friends at these backyard cake parties and they're just like, you loser. And I was yeah. like, no, you guys are losers. Yeah. You're going to sitting in this backyard, leaning up against the wall to try to go meet people. I'm meeting people at my fingertips. And, and it was, <laughs> people would make fun of me for five years from 95 to 2000. People would rip on me. No. I would primarily date online no. from day one. What other ones did you do? Uh, <laughs> there was this really dark one called adult friend finder that I, that no. I, yeah. but that was like, you, you think you're a freak until you're like, you, you, you pay with credit card money to join a, a membership of like, you're just like, Oh, I'm yeah, I'm not. 
These people are hardcore. They, they're like friend finder. Yeah, they would have like they would have like brunches, like kink brunches. Where yeah. They, yeah, and I never went, but I wanted to. But then I would just like just masturbate and be like, "Wow, it's dark. I don't want to go to a, a fucking kink brunch." <laughs> yeah, like what you're. It's, it's just, there's a there's a world there. Google. It. I'm interested in a kink brunch. Yeah, and then there's this other site called like Fet Life that I briefly got on, but. But Fat then, life? Yeah. You Sam, were deep Sam in the Sam Tripoli culture. told me about it. He goes, what? bro, I don't want you to know about it. Because he was talking <laughs> to someone else. I go, what's the app called? And then he's like, buddy, I don't want you. It's really hard to get off there. And, and, and then I went on and there was like literally like whatever fetish you're into. I remember th- there is a, a, a bunch of people meeting at a cafe for this kink. And I'm just like. Like I'm up for anything when I'm horny, but just to be like, oh, it's 11 p.m. Like, gotta go to the fetish. Like, we're all meeting at Coco's, you yeah, know? Like, yeah, just yeah. no, it's not sexual. Like, we're just a community of we're like. We're gonna have waffles. That's that's so dark. To Having me. waffles with a bunch of kink people. Yeah. They're all when wearing collars at Coco's. I know. <laughs> just talking normal. Like, oh, taxes this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you know. Fet Life is a social networking website that serves people interested in BDSM fetishism and kink. I mean, you could just type in any um, anything you're into and, and find, like, that group of people within your city. I bet there's some crazy kinks I don't even know about. Oh, there is. There is. Sh- should we go on FetLife? And then I went, I, and then, yeah, get, you should you should get a, a uh, you should go on FetLife and find a, a podcast guest from the weirdest thing you find and just talk. That would be so, I would listen. That would be so you interesting. You want me to bring on a FetLife member? Yeah. Vet, vet him. <laughs> How do you vet a fet? <laughs> you asked if they know Sam Tripoli or, or not. Do you know Sam Tripoli? Okay, you're in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they don't know him. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I've never I've, even heard of that. I wasn't deep on this, but then I I started dating Chelsea, like, shortly after, like, shortly after getting on this. And I was just like, oh, and I Thank just. Thank God. Yeah. I just, like, got off all of them. Because that shit gets dark. I, I just yeah. deleted all of them. Did I, there's something weird about the apps. It's so, like, addictive. It's not real. Well, especially Raya. I, yeah, I never got on that. Oh my God, it's a nightmare. So do you just see, like, I imagine being a famous person, right? Because there's a lot of, like, famous people on Riot. Like, everything you say could just get screen capped and put everywhere. So, like, you can't even, like, like if I was single, like, you can't even, I wouldn't even be vulnerable. Because I'd just be like, everything I'm saying is is has the ability to just be seen by everybody. Even my game, my misses, my, my you know. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fear. Especially because, like, the Jonah Hill text that just came out. Yeah. I'm like, some of them were were not that bad, but then when they were released, they seemed worse. Yeah, you never know what's really going on, you know? It's like at the Johnny Depp trial, the very beginning, it was like, he's a monster. And then after you listen for five minutes, you're like, oh, she's the monster. She's scary as fuck. Yeah, she- There's something about Amber Heard. Dark. It's in her eyes. It's in her eyes. It's always in their eyes. It's always in their eyes. Yeah, they're, they're little serpent. She eyes. makes me a little uneasy. Like I, I know my stomach drops to the floor. I served him and her at this bar, this restaurant called Ago, this Italian restaurant okay. that I worked at. It was all Italian. I was the only non one hundred percent Italian that worked there, and they'd be like, "You're not real Italian." No. They'd like degrade me and no. be like, "You're you're you don't know what you're doing." No. If I needed the job, and, no. and yeah, it was on. Mel- we everybody famous went there, but it was on Melrose. It was called Ago, and Robert De Niro owned it. And they would smoke inside, and they would. It was all old Italian men, and they would pull the tips. And then Stevie, Stevie, we didn't do that good tonight. And I'm like, what? 
I sold a bottle of wine for $2,000. Like, what are you talking about? But anytime it was like, like a celebrity client, because my English was the best, they would, they would have me serve them. And so I, I served for an entire, they shut down half of the restaurant for Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. This was like in 2011, probably. And, um, I served them the whole night. She was so beautiful. It was shocking. Like she just had a, a glow. She was just sitting there and he was like, so charming. He, he smoked 50 hand-rolled cigarettes? I mean, it was just nonstop no. for seven hours. That explains seven why hours. his teeth look like that now. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I know. And then he, he, I had the coolest moment with him. So then everybody started surrounding. They were in this little canvas, pat, this patio that they had canvas, like zip up, like uh-huh. you can make it like its own private. Private, yeah. yeah. And so he had that with his friends and he stayed there for hours and hours. I was just sitting there like quiet, like quiet. And then I started talking to him and he was really friendly. And then all the paparazzi came and they were like trying to claw through the, 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 the canvas. Canopy. Yeah, yeah. The canopy thing. <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause some of them had like frosted glass. So you can kind of see figures out there. And then his, his private security goes, okay, we're going to get the car around. And they had this whole action plan. And I watched, I watched it in real time. Like how celebrities get out of that super crazy. So sw- I was just like, it was like military tactics. And I was sitting next to him. I swear to God, this happened. It sounds like I'm just trying to be funny. He put on aviator shades. No, I, I, no, I, I no. put it on my whole life that this happened <laughs> okay. on anything. Okay. So there's the zip up thing and we were both on the inside of the zip up and his driver was going to come and grab him and all the paparazzi were, were right there. And I'm just sitting there after a serving shift for like eight hours. And he was like, he put on his sunglasses. He goes, it's about to get real bright, brother. No. And, and, and somebody <laughs> zipped it up for him. He left and it was like, boom, 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 boom. Oh, no. and I couldn't see. I was like, wait, what's going on? No. And then when I like opened my eyes, like it was all gone. And I was like, that's how Johnny Depp needed to exit. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I'll never forget that in my oh life. My, it's about to get real bright, right, brother. brother. And, then, and then he went out and it was like, wait, 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 wait. And I wasn't, I, I wasn't used to that. And so he had aviator shades. That's how bright it was. And I was just like, what is he talking? And, and I looked and I couldn't see. And I got up and everything was gone. I ended up getting fired from that job. Okay. Why? just bad behavior. Cause I started mouthing <laughs> off. I started mouthing off to him. You had uh, enough with the Italians. Yeah. Enough of the Italians, dude, just, just their bullshit. Like I grew up around it. Just the right. whole bullshit. I, you know, my, in my Italian family, it's just like, I, they're, they're playing these fucking games with me in my money. You don't do that. And, uh, and so then I got fired from there for being mouthy. I asked my friend, Bill Posley. I was like, man, I just got fired from Ago. He's like, dude, you can get a job with me at Buffalo wild wings. And I go, <laughs> I go, what's that? And he goes, I didn't know what it was. And I was like, what's Buffalo Wild Wings? He's like, it's a football beer place. And I'm like, I don't drink beer. I don't eat chicken wings and I don't watch sports, but I needed a job. So I'm like, okay. And it was the one on Hollywood Boulevard. No. Worst, wildest, crazier things I saw there than the comedy store. What happens at Buffalo Wild Wings? My my second week working there, I thought I saw Johnny Depp at the bar. (laughs) And, and, okay. and I was like, that's him. And I went up to him and I go, Hey man, kind of crazy. I'm not stalking you. And I go, <laughs> I go, I, I, I served you at Ago. And he looked at me and kept on watching TV. And I'm like, this fucking guy thinks he's better than, you know, I yeah, just had yeah, such yeah, a yeah. chip on my shoulder by that point, getting fired from Ago. <laughs> and I go, I go, huh? And I'm like, and I hated working there. I hated Buffalo Wild Wings. I have crazy stories from there, but, but I was like, all right. All right. Hey, I said, and I said something louder and he goes, he started speaking in French to me. And then I go, what the fuck? And then I go, oh, that's the Johnny Depp impersonator. No, and at Buffalo, at Wild. Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> and then as I work, I worked there for almost a year. It, 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 all the impersonators and the people on the boulevard would go have 
their $3 beers or whatever it was. So like Cinderella would be there crying. That's so dark. Superman would smoke crack in front of kids. No, I, yes. no. And Buffalo Wild Wings. If you go to the Buffalo Wild Wings in Hollywood, it's on Hollywood Boulevard. I've passed it so many times. There's a side street right there, which all kinds of mayhem. I forgot what it's called, but it's like a, like Sycamore or one of those. It's a little nondescript side okay. street. When you're in, when you're on that side street, it's like where homeless people smoke crack and, and all kinds of bad stuff goes on. If you're in there, you don't you don't see Buffalo Wild Wings the way it's positioned. You, it just looks like a wall. But when you're in Buffalo Wild Wings, the dining room has these huge glasses that look down onto this street. So you so can see. That's that's your view of of whatever you're eating. Next time you go into Buffalo Wild Wings Hollywood, you just look at this shady street. But the shady street doesn't know you're you're looking. Everybody from Buffalo Wild Wings, it's not like people from Los Angeles are like, I'm going to go to Buffalo Wild Wings and have some good wings and watch the Lakers. No, no it's it's people that just got here from France, just got here from Sweden. 90% of our clientele, had they must have had really good advertising in the planes, are just coming to Hollywood. So it's these families coming to America, coming to Hollywood for the <laughs> first time, and they're looking out onto a street, and it's all the caricatures who are uh, like Jack Sparrow, all of them. Fucking prostitutes openly. No. Superman who OD'd. No. There's a documentary on him. The Superman out there. <laughs> he would openly smoke crack on that street in his Superman uh, uh, outfit. And one time he was plowing. You could just, we, we, were, we all watched it. Me, a, a hundred children from all around the world, families, <laughs> all watched Superman in his cape boning some chick no. and smoking crack. He comes out. I, I'm like, oh my God, I had a patio shift. So I come out just as this kid goes, Superman, what were you doing? He goes, what the fuck did you think I was doing, kid? And no. it was just, I'll, I'll, for the rest of my life, never forget that. Superman, what were you doing? I guess you do have to smoke crack to Wear a cape on Hollywood Boulevard. If you Google that, there is a documentary about the guy. It was it was really sad about the guy who did who was the Superman uh, act. What do you call them? Like Superman street actor, street performer. He just overdosed in a tent. Yeah. So dark. You laughed. I laughed. That's the clip we'll use right, right there. That's the clip. Superman That's the clip. overdosed. Was it intense? And you're just like. <laughs> You just did a little Amber Heard thing yeah, right there. Yeah, I did. You see my serpent eyes? Yeah, and I would just sit back and be like, Your Honor, I, this is what I'm dealing with right here. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Confessions Confess of a Superhero? It's a documentary about, oh, no. I was homeless four years before performing as Hulk. Is that him? No. This Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah, that was, that was the guy. That's crazy. Yeah, so I ended up working there, and that was... The things I saw there. What do you think would be better to be an impersonator or to work at Buffalo Wild Wings? Ooh. Like now. An impersonator. You have your autonomy. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, yeah. You're, you're, you're in a role, but it's, but it's, you know. <laughs> you can do whatever you, you want can do with it. it. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a very specific Buffalo Wild Wings was, um, I guess for some it's a, it's a good job, but that was just not a match. I'm not that guy. I'm not Buffalo that guy. Buffalo Wild Wings. There's no nothing about Buffalo Wild Wings that calls me. N zero. Like you know how some, I feel like a lot of guys like it because they want to watch Sports the game. And the game. Yeah. I don't want to be around guys watching the game. It I, brings up childhood wounds. My dad being in the other room watching, watching the game. 
I was with the women. I was with the women gossiping in the kitchen while yes. all the guys were doing that. That is so not me. I just would like all the guys would be out beating the shit out of each other, playing yeah. basketball and getting in fights, and they'd be like, "So you know what I heard? You know, just drinking yeah. Crystal Light and gossiping." Yeah. And I would just be like in in the air condition with my aunts and, and my mom, just listening to gossip. I'm like, I don't want to. Nothing's better than a little gossip over Crystal Light. Yeah, <laughs> Crystal Light and gossip. Mm. Spill mm. the tea, honey. A Diane Steele book. A Diane, yeah, yeah, Diane Steele. Well, uh, okay. So, how is fatherhood? Fatherhood is is awesome. It's amazing. I love it so much. I love um, having a daughter. I talk to some of my friends that have sons, and they're just psychopaths. All of them. Yeah. They're like, oh, boys are just are just insane. They like run in circles, beat Beating each other up. That's that's. And all my friends with daughters were all just like. oh, they're just little angels. That's so you know? cute. Yeah, I'm sure she'll go through a stage where maybe she rebels or she's bad. But I, I love having a daughter. It's uh, it's the most fulfilling and fun thing. Do you think it's changed your comedy? It, it yeah, influenced it, it. You know, it's no, it hasn't. It hasn't changed my comedy. It's changed my. Um, I was going so. I was going a guy. I was in a Ferrari in in January with a guy who was on cocaine. You know, I do I do um, interventions and stuff, right? right? So we right. do interventions, and I was with a guy who I was intervening on. Mm-hmm. He he had this like half a million dollar Ferrari. We were in Miami. I almost dude. This is a this is a longer longer story, but. He, I was trying to help him get off cocaine. I didn't see the cocaine, but I could just tell his eyes were crazy. And he he started going fast. And I go, oh, how fast does this go? Just trying to make small talk. And he had us up to like 135. No, like, no. Instantly. And I go, how fast? Because it, it felt like the cars were whipping by, but it almost felt like more comfortable. And I was like, how fast are we going? He's going we're going to 135. This is nothing. I get this up into the 200s. And it was the first time because usually I'm a pretty ballsy, like wild guy. And I and I would be like, dude, let's just see how far to the edge we can go. And I just was like, I have a daughter. And I just looked at him and I said, uh, I said, hey, man, like, I, I don't want to be a nerd or anything. But like, I just had a daughter like like and he goes, oh, OK, and brought it back down to like 80 real quick. And like I've had like three or four of those moments like where I'm like, I have a daughter. So I can't like I can't like really risk myself. Like, yeah, or I yeah. watch my mouth. I'm like, who's this guy? Right. Um, it, it's when I'm out in public, my, I told it to my friend, I, I explained it to my friend. I said, it's like, I'm always scanning. He goes, you have dad eyes. So Chelsea will be off in, in her own world. The baby will be off. But if, if there's a weirdo coming up, I see it five blocks away and really? I'm just like, I'm like, ah, uh, it's either threat or not a threat. That's how I view every single encounter with people having a, a new child. It's like animalistic. I'm like, oh, is this a threat? To my daughter, is this not a threat? Why is this guy at the park eating his sandwich? Is he a pedophile? Like it's it's crazy. No. It, every single man, and I should write a bit about that. But every single man just lo- loitering anywhere instantly becomes a pedophile. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a pedophile. Why is he at the park at 3 p.m. reading a Stephen King book? Like he's a he's a pedophile. Obviously, everybody without a kid at the park is instantly a, a pedophile. pedophile. I believe that though. Where, where do Why would go? they be Why hanging they... out? Yeah, that's that's their pickup bar, the monkey bars. Dude, you that know, that's must their... be so fucking stressful. It is because 
I'm hyper vigilant to it's that. It's like a whack-a-mole with pedophiles. And, and it's it's also and Chelsea is like doing doing all the other stuff. So I'm doing like I think my burden comes when we're out in public because if shit pops off, it's on me. But then in in inside, she's taking care of like right everything else. But yeah, it's it's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting, dude. I can't even imagine the level of anxiety. Of it, having a child. So much anxiety that you don't even have anxiety. It's pat it goes past <laughs> the level of anxiety to this like disassociated. Like yeah. it's almost like, well, I, I got she choked on a chip, a Maui chip in Maui. And Chelsea goes, You can't give her chips yet. And she just wanted it. So cause it's it, you could see how it's like, how come this parent does everything for their child? And you know, it's like, and I'm like, dude, just tell them no. But it's like when my little daughter's like, I want chip, you know, and I'm like, oh, of course you could have the chip that she's just drooling watching me eat chips. And Chelsea's like, she is not old enough to eat hard chips yet. And I, in March, and I was like, yeah, she is. And I gave her a chip and I was looking around probably on my phone doing something. I go back and she's going, I had just happened to watch a video on the Heimlich maneuver for infants. It's like one of those things where I'm scrolling. I'm like, why is this in my feed? Is this God? Is this the, something was like, Watch, watch the video. And I watched and they're like, okay, you go, you go to their spine. You want to thud. And like, it tells you exactly how to do it. And I just, I watched the video twice and I was like, huh, good to know. And she was going, "Uh," and I tried to give her water and she was choking. And I, I flipped her over and fucking wham, wham, the chip came out and Chelsea's in the other room. And I'm like, gee, just almost, you know, something almost bad. And Chelsea's like, oh, you're not supposed to give her chips. And then we just like went on to the beach, but I was just like, that that would have could have changed my my entire life if I didn't if I didn't watch that video I I wouldn't have known That's I I wouldn't so have known crazy. how to do that just, and that was just I haven't thought about that really since so that is just it's just ninety nine of those no you go what's in her mouth oh she has a marble in her throat like no. in her mouth and no. you're like where did that they're just you just have to watch what what's you in your mouth to, you have to watch them at all times at all times what's in her mouth she bites my dog now and he's no. been biting her back <laughs> no. yeah she loves fucking with my dog no she, she loves my dog but she loves because that's all she's ever known is this big bulldog and yeah so, but now she's doing this thing where she runs up and she has like a little devilish smirk and she'll bite him and no. then he goes rah, 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 and goes crazy and then she starts laughing no. but i'm like oh this is no you know like so i'm i'm watching that and it's not his fault if he were to bite her but then if he were to really bite her like you know off to the off to the pound that is crazy yeah. That so is so stressful. Very. I just was at dinner with a friend whose daughter was choking on a tortilla chip and everyone was like so panicked. And one guy just stood up and he did exactly what yes. you said and it was fine. But the moment of watching that, her with the chip, it's, 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 it, and you get like frozen in fear for a yes, second, but yes. you can't let that control you because no. the kid could fucking die. It's, it's yes. It's so, so grateful to, to watch the video. So if anybody's having having kids, just watch watch the damn ninety second <laughs> the video, video, the Heimlich for kids. You just smack it right through the back of the shoulder blades, I think, and you kind of put your hand on their front stomach. I, I could be doing it wrong, but I just it just said keep whacking and, and it, it'll come out, and it did, you know. But that's oof. so scary. I know, I know. Anyways, okay. On another, <laughs> on another note, what are some of the other jobs you had? I've had weird jobs before you started stand up. So I've had so many, so I'm trying to think so many, I did, I did stand in extra work. Uh, oh. uh, that, that was, so my brother and I, when I first got sober, my dad was a cameraman and uh-huh. he would get us stand in work and he'd be like, just, 
don't look at the camera, don't laugh. And so I would just be dying laughing and just <laughs> getting all kinds of trouble, like doing, doing stand up. When I first got sober, I was like, oh, I could just be an extra and just lounge. And I would go to like the different studios, take the crafty food and just get, just walk around the studios all day and just get That's lost. Fun. It was fun. But being, the other extras are insane. They're insane. Cause they're like, okay, so what, what am I, what am I emoting yeah, right now? And yeah. it's like, Dude, you're a blur. Yeah. <laughs> you're a blur that they're going to make a thousand more of you in a stadium. I know. And they're like writing their backstories. I, I, I've, I witnessed it and I was like, oh, I got to get, I got to stop doing this. It was instantly. so much mental illness. Like I remember I was an extra and this guy pulls out his phone and he's like, uh, we're going to be getting wet. So I'm calling Zed because we're going to need a water bump. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's he's, what like, he's like on the phone and he's like. They're going to be spraying us today. So don't I get a water bump? Like oh stuff like my that. God. And like everyone was just like calculating how to get extra money because it pays kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so I did it. My brother did it. And my brother's best friend, Michael, did it for this summer, uh, like in 2008 or something. And you, you sit around so much and there there's like... 20 to 30% of the extras had this reclining chair. It's like this camping no. reclining chair. And I go to my brother, I go, oh man, that looks nice. And he goes, once you buy one of those, <laughs> you're done, dude. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm not buying the reclining chair. I quickly got out of that. <laughs> but but there's just extras sitting in comfort, just like pro extras, just loving life. No, and then yeah. they think it's their chance. Like they're going to get discovered and be like yeah. moved up to like featured extra or featured like maybe extra. a yeah. line or something. Oh. It's so dark. I was uh, an extra on the Nickelodeon show, Zoe 101 with oh, Britney wow. Spears' little sister. When I was like in my twenties, I was oh, wow. definitely not in high school. And I had like my backpack on, like pretending I was in oh, high so school. Funny. It was so weird. And you couldn't talk to like the other extras that were younger. No, it was all just weird. There's something dark about Nickelodeon. Yeah, some, Nickelodeon yeah, got skeletons weird. in their closet for sure. Yeah, I see the 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 TikTok algorithm shows me some weird shit like, alt like just like this is what's really going on at Nickelodeon. I'm just like, oh, that's um, weird. No, I yeah, know. The, what else? Do, what the TikTok shit that you can get into can be wild. Like they were showing me something about how there's children underneath the Getty. I'm like. Really? I don't know. It was a conspiracy in my TikTok algorithm. I'm all in the conspiracies now because I liked one and now it's just like, oh, you're in QAnon. You know, yeah, I'm like, no, yeah, no, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, like, yeah. How do I unlike this and get back to like comedy? Animals. And just like, animals mine like, is, mine's like a lot of baby animals. Oh, that's like cute. Capybara meets a goat. I'm like, yes. I could. You could tell who the person is by their TikTok algorithm. Yeah. It's smart. It knows. It knows what you want. I have you are do you are you on TikTok a lot? Like as a I'm as a on, watcher? Uh side so I'm more of like an Instagram scroller. Yeah. Are you a TikTok? I, I I can't I can't stop. I know because right before Chelsea was gonna give birth, she was like, I just don't want Steven scrolling TikToks. Oh, she said that. Yeah. <laughs> I was. No. I was it was so emotional. I was trying, I don't smoke cigars. In the thirties and forties, you'd see the guys smoking cigars in the waiting room. I had TikTok. <laughs> it's it's uncomfortable because you're so powerless, you know? Oh my god. Oh my what god. was it like? Ch Chelsea was so brave. Um she was like pushing to Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. She's like, this is my push song. And it was like Rob Zombie playing. Yeah. And it, like, I thought, what an interesting entrance to the world. Because you just see how the woman's <laughs> vagina through the legs is the portal to, it's the portal to earth. Everybody has yeah. to go through it unless you're a C-section, but going through a woman's body. But Chelsea's legs are open. Rob Zombie's blaring. <laughs> 
was like, it was crazy and like blaring like hardcore and they're like, push, just like, ah, ah. And like, it was like kind of this woman power, uh, 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 ener- like energy, I was the only male in the room. So it was, it was everybody in the room was a female, like the whole, the whole, uh, the doctor, the nurses, yeah. everybody, Chelsea, my daughter. And I was like freaking the fuck out. I was just like, oh my God. Cause you would, ki- you would see my daughter's head go up and I'd be like, that's my daughter's skull. And then it would disappear no. for, for 10 minutes. No. And I'm like, I'm like, can't she? I just grabbed the doctor. I'm like, can't she breathe? Oh, no. She's like, yes, dude. Like oh, the no. doctors are a little too cool. Cause like, they're like, when you're a kid, doctors are like older people, but yeah. now they're all like, they have tats and they're like tw- 31, you know? Yeah. And the doctor was like this cool chick with tats. She's like, dude, it's cool. I'm like, D- I'm Mr. Randolph. Okay. You know, it's like, have a little decorum, right? like a little professional, but they were just like hanging out. You know, the doctors were just like cracking jokes with no. Chelsea and you know, I'm like, okay. And then when they turn on that little UV light where the baby it, it, like first gets cleaned off and stuff, they flick that on and I go, is that, and they're like, that's for your daughter. And I just, I just started sobbing. I'm like, oh, it's real. Like my daughter, God permitting is going to end up on that. And her head was coming up and disappearing, coming up and disappearing. And, and Chelsea was like, like, just like, yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, <laughs> like she was in a mosh pit and Rob Zombie's playing. And this, this beautiful girl comes out and she starts screaming and Rob Zombie's playing. She was born in Hollywood <laughs> at, at, at a hospital in Hollywood. And I'm just like, welcome to the fucking world, dude. You dude. were born, born in Hollywood while Rob Zombie's <laughs> blaring to Steven and Chelsea. And then you just no. got whisked off to, to Los Feliz, you know? And I, I literally held her in my arms and we're looking at the Hollywood sign. I'm like, you picked a crazy place to be born. <laughs> welcome. I literally said this to her. I'm like, welcome to fucking Hollywood. No. The day after, Chelsea was in labor during the Will Smith smack. So like, no. it was just this crazy, and I'm wearing a Dolby shirt, a vintage Dolby <laughs> shirt. You remember and it was what the, you were wearing? Yeah, and it was at the Dolby Theater. It was, the, it was just this weird connection. But yeah, like, she was born... Uh, just in this punk rock way and whisked right into Hollywood. The Rob Zombie part was amazing. I, I got a video of Chelsea pushing to Rob Zombie. Yeah, she was like, it's she was like, crazy. Here you go. I was like, whoa. And then I couldn't figure out, like, you know, when you were out of storage on your phone, it was like probably a few months ago. I was like, what is taking up so much storage? It was that. Like, it was the video of Chelsea. And you're like, do part. I delete it or not? Yeah. I was like, it's gotta go. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's out of here, dude. It's gotta go. Yeah, it didn't make the cut. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's so good. Yeah. When you, no, I, I wonder too, because how our parents had pictures of everything. Everything's in my phone, and I have an old phone in my dresser with memories from 2014 to 2019 that are just. Am I ever going to look at those again? Am I ever going to have proof of that again? Like, it's like, what are we going to, how are we going to access these memories again? Cause like, as soon as I get a new phone, I may update some of them. Like you said, I'm like, do I, do I, do I need this? Do I need this? Do I need a thousand pictures of my dog? No. No. Do I need a thousand pictures of every ex-boyfriend? No. And they, they come they, up again on the rem- cloud. Yeah. They'll remind you. They're like, remember this happy moment that you don't have anymore? With music. Uh, yeah. It's like a big, slideshow. Big, big Bear 96. <laughs> yeah. You know? like, it's like a slideshow. Like, yeah. It's like, oh. It's like, do I really love this person still? <laughs> it's like, It's like, oh, maybe I don't hate my mom. You yeah. Know? Like, it's just like a slideshow to it. And you're like, oh, this, this is aggressive aggressive yeah and the music is is sometimes emotional but then sometimes quirky like it it picks these weird moods and it's like it's like oh wow just 
I never thought I'd get teary-eyed to a minute and a half of a slideshow of my pet to like some like yeah. Roidsop like emo music. It's just weird. It is really weird. And it hits at the weirdest times. It'll it'll be like some like picture of my mom and my daughter, and then like a picture of like, you know, Chelsea and I fucking, and then a picture <laughs> of like, you know, a sunset. Yeah. And it's just like, I guess this is life, baby. <laughs> I guess this is life. Well, that's so crazy. Yeah, I've ha- I've had a bunch of, of of weird jobs. I've always worked in restaurants. I've had a ton of restaurant jobs. Um, yeah, I've had I've had just crazy jobs. Worked at Sports Chalet in the snowboarding Sports department. Chalet. How was that? That was really fun because we would just smoke weed and just they gave us free ski tickets to so everywhere. This was before you were sober. Before I was sober. sober. How yeah. long have you been sober? Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. So that's a long time. Yeah. It, it just got bad enough. I was just, I wouldn't have been on the planet. Yeah. I was like, I was so bad. I found a picture of me on heroin recently and I was just was like, it? it was bad. It just looks Were like. Were you shooting up? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's so scary. Yeah. It was like, it was oddly fun. Um, And then once you realize you're trapped, you're just like, oh my God, my, my my heroin pickup spot was like three blocks from where I live now. It, it just so happened it, in this neighborhood in Los Feliz. Like I had a couple over uh-huh. a decade of, of using opiates, but like one of the spots that I had was in this neighborhood near Los Feliz near home restaurant. And we're like a couple blocks away from there. And I, and I, I you know, I'll be having one of those days where I'm like, nothing in my life has changed. Like, you know, just yeah. kind of like in a dark hole. I just, I don't know if you get that. Oh, or if yeah, you get of that. Course. Like something just switches and I think everything's shit and I'm a loser and that nothing has changed and everything's dark and there's no point. Yeah. I, it'll be like that for 15 minutes and I'm, I'm able to like pull off of that. I used to like live in that, but then I'll be like, oh, everything's awesome. Like, so I was having one of those days and I was pushing my beautiful, healthy daughter, pushing her in a stroller. And I'm like, dude, nothing is fucking it, nothing matters. Nothing's changed and blah, blah, blah. And then I p- passed by the spot where I spent five years in a car waiting for heroin. And I was like, oh, everything has changed. That's you know? so gnarly. Yeah, everything is. I used to just sit in my pajamas in my fucking beat up car on this, on this street. And on the street, there's this pretty little craftsman house. And one day I'm sitting there just withdrawing, just like, uh, like rocking, waiting for the dealer. And I see uh, on a, they have like an easel and it says Nana's 98th birthday. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, that was like some Greek name or something, uh-huh. like some like Greek. Opa. Uh, Opa. <laughs> or like <laughs> Yaya or yeah, like something, yeah. some, some, yeah. some like, I don't know, some Eastern, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Eastern European grandmother term. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's the, that's the grandmother for sure. And I saw the family, um, I saw the family celebrating her birthday and then I was there for her 99th and 100th birthday at the same spot. And I was just like, oh, Getting yeah. And I was like, I remember Nana's 98, no. dude. And that's where I was like, just little things like that, where it wasn't like my arms or like the trouble or the almost the ODing. It's like, I've literally been outside these people's house for three consecutive grandmother birthdays. That's, that's so lame. dark. That's dark. And then <laughs> and then the, the year I got sober, I won't say her name. She was a comedian, but I, I briefly dated this, com- this comedian and- on our second date, I picked her up from her house and she lived three doors away. And I told her that story. <laughs> and she's like, huh, <laughs> have you got an AIDS test? And I was like, not yet. You know, like, I, was like, uh, I don't think I have it. You know, and she, I remember that her just being like, huh, like, there's a shift. No. You know? yeah. <laughs> 
like I stayed it. Oh, that's so crazy. Like I thought it was funny. I wasn't, I was like so close to it. I still thought it was funny. I was like, yeah. oh man, trip out. I spent three of the Grammy birthdays on your block waiting for heroin. She's like, okay, so we're going to the movies or what's going on? That's so crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, withdrawing from heroin. How bad is that? It's so funny. It's, it's really, really bad. Being seasick, I think. It's like being seasick. It's not as bad. So I was on my deck. So being seasick, I, I, I was stuck on a boat as a kid on uh -huh. a fishing boat. And I was like, I didn't realize I was seasick. I would get seasick. I realized I'm out there with all these grizzled fishermen outside of Newport Beach and we're on a half day boat. And I'm like, I want to go back. Like, this is, this is horrible. And they're like, kid, we're not going fucking back. And I'm like, let me wade in the water. Uh, yeah. And they're like, there's sharks in the water. I'm like, I don't care. I don't uh, care. Cause it'll equal equalize my equilibrium. I was so sick. It was the worst feeling I've ever had in my life. It was horrible, horrible. And, um, that was like, when I was 12, I was on a on my dad's couch withdrawing for the hundredth time. And I was like on day two or three, like puking, shitting, like shivering, throwing up. And my dad was like, how, how bad is it? I'm like, it's bad. And he's like, is it, is it as bad as the flu? I'm like way worse. And my dad was like, is it like, is it as bad as being seasick? And I was just like, no, yeah. it's not that bad. You know? <laughs> no. Yeah. So it's like one notch right before being seasick, but that it just doesn't stop for how long for a, a week, hardcore for three days really bad for a week and and for the next couple months you're feeling it but after like after three weeks like you're you could start to get your sleep pattern back that is so gnarly but i came off when i went to this place called yellowstone so a lot of people will step off with a thing called suboxone or get on methadone or, or you know do coke or do smoke a lot of weed like weed would really really help you to get off of like marijuana i i if you're if you're not planning on being sober and you want to get off opiates weed is a good replacement not alcohol, not meth, not all that stuff. But I went to a, I agreed to go to a hardcore cold turkey place where they would give you Advil. And and I didn't know. And I was on heroin. My mom's like, I found this place. I'm like, yeah, awesome. And I woke up the next morning and I was at this place called Yellowstone in Orange County on a bunk bed. And this guy with no teeth and a Leonard Skinner bandana was waking mm. me up. So I got that first night of sleep because I came in on heroin and I woke up. And he's like, we have prayer time. And no. I'm like, yes. Oh, no. His name was Larry. I'll never forget no. it. And I woke up and I go, where am I? And um, it was the day before Halloween. And so everybody was dressed up no. as characters. No. And so like all the staff <laughs> and they were all like, it was a straight from prison program. Like half of the people were there just getting released from long-term prison time. And so a lot of the staff was dressed up as gangsters no. to kind of like have fun no. with the clientele. And so there'd be like, like women doctors dressed up as cholas that no. weren't really chola. It was so confusing. <laughs> And he go and and I remember being like, let me just go back to sleep. He's like, no, you you got to have prayer time. It's prayer. No, it's morning meditation. And no. I'm like, oh my god. And from that day on, I didn't sleep for for nine days, for nine days straight. How long were you at this rehab place for? For five months. It was the best thing that ever happened. Five to me. months. Mm -hmm. Best thing that ever happened to me. But I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep, and I started seeing things, and I was like seeing like because I just started getting loopy, and I actually I left. I left with this other guy. So, so I'm on a bunk bed and in the middle of the night, this guy just, cause they, all of a sudden they just bring people in and you'll be kind of like all like half asleep or trying to sleep. And then they'll just bring a, bring a guy in the bunk. And so like on day nine, I was probably just like sleeping for an hour or two here or there. And this guy just comes up and I was like, Oh, what's your deal? And he was like, I'm an Oxycontin addict. I'm like, yeah, me too. You know, heroin and Oxy. And he's like, Oh, we got to figure something out. I'm like, where are you from? And he was like, Vegas. I was like, oh, what's your deal? And he was like, well, I'm a card dealer. And I would go to this, there's this, this 
strip club that I used to go to called uh, Crazy Horse 2. <laughs> Crazy Horse I 2. I love wor- uh, murder documentaries and gangster. Do- it always traces back to Crazy Horse 2. So I went to, like, I'm skipping around, but I went to, cra- I went to, you know, in the mid 2000s to Vegas and I went with my friends and we were all coked out. We ran out of Coke and we went to Crazy Horse 2. The cab driver's like, you got to go to Crazy Horse 2. <laughs> and we went to Crazy Horse 2 and it was just, mayhem and the guy the guy like these kind of like italian guys were out front like don't fuck around here just have fun don't fuck around and my friend went in asking everybody everybody for coke all the dancers and and we got kicked out right away and my friend was like this like buff like tough guy and he started mouthing off to these italian guys that are running it and they're like they pulled me aside and they're like you seem like the smart one of the group he was like uh we're gonna thump your friend's skull no and put him no. in a dumpster and i just like at that core level i was like oh my friend's tough but these guys are going to thump his skull <laughs> thump his and skull. put him in a dumpster. And I go, hey, to my friend, we got to go. He's like, fuck these. Guys. No, 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 no. So so I watched a documentary recently where it's it's proposed that those guys whacked up. I mean, it was it was just old school Vegas. You don't fuck around there. So the reason I bring that up. So this guy's on my on my top bunk. And I'm like, he's like, I'm a car dealer. And I was like, oh, what happened? He goes, oh, he goes, um. Well, what I would do is after my shift dealing cards, I would go to the Crazy Horse 2 <laughs> no. and get a lap dance right at the end because it was open till four in the morning and the girls' purses were just stuffed with money, that they, the strippers. And he goes, I watched them. When they would go into the VIP room with me, they would always put their purse in the same same spot. place, in the same spot. So I would just go in and they were usually fucked up by then, they're drunk or something. And he go, I would get a lap dance and then grab their purse. Well, while they were like grinding on me and then I, you know, you'd have three, 4,000 or whatever it was. And he goes, I did that three times and I got caught by the police and the police said, you're so lucky. You're, you're going to go to, you're, this is a crime and this is really bad. And we don't, we don't like this around here. You're so lucky. The crazy horse didn't catch you. You're, you're only getting a, a charge with us. No. You know, yeah. So, 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 um, stomp your skull. Yeah. yeah they, they were like tough guys. They were tough guys running this club. I wouldn't fuck with them. Great club. I have, <laughs> I have lost. I felt totally safe there. We once they said to the owners of this crazy horse too, we were the wrong ones. We were the ones breaking the law. We were the, what you, you were doing. It was a, it was a nice place to go. The women made money. I was always a happy guy when yeah. I would go there. It was a very, very nice business. You're trying to get a sponsorship. Yeah. Crazy yeah horse I don't think it's around anymore, but oh they, they, they see, I feel so I don't know what this is about me, but I feel safe around that kind of energy because there's, I've always felt safe around chaos, chaos. And just a lot of the people that I went to rehab with were, were longtime gang members being released on drug charges. And there was a few hitmen uh, that I, there were just the, their gangs That's- shot caller, like hitman kind of guy. I felt totally at peace with them. Cause there's the, they're just military. It's just, there's rules. So like with the <laughs> right. crazy wars two guys, I'm not going to steal from your employees and I'm not going to do illegal drugs in your place. No problem. Right. Come in and have a good time. (laughs) Right. It's always like, it's or like with these people, like when I went to Yellowstone, they, they, they would get you, but you just didn't steal food from them and you didn't disrespect them at a good, there was like, I learned very quickly. What were the people at Yellowstone? Like they're half prisoners and half fucking spoiled kids coming in, not knowing where they're at. And I would see these guys. I was smart enough to be like, I'm not fucking with these guys because half of the houses were prison houses. So it would be real interesting. We they'd lay out the food, and you know, I went to Catholic school, upper middle class. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm getting fucking. And, yeah. they, and they were like, whoa, whoa, and they would form a line. And I was like, I just watched all the prison guys, and they would form a line, 
and you didn't cut the line. You didn't reach over someone's food. It was all just about respect. And then every once in a while, someone would get mouthy or some rich kid would come in there and be like, oh, and they'd be like, you just cut all of us. Do you think you're better than this line? And so no, there's just no, this knowing no. that you just didn't fuck with these people. So there was a safety in it. Cause I just didn't, I didn't fuck with them. You didn't joke, right. joke too much. Like you did, you, they were, they were very funny, very talented, but you just didn't fuck with them. But this guy that was on my top bunk got caught. He goes, I'm withdrawing. I go, dude, I've been withdrawing for nine days. He goes, what did they give us in here? I go, nothing. They literally put me in a room and gave me Marlboro reds. And then like three hours later, like, you want chili dogs? And I'm just like, I was just crying. <laughs> ew, and, ew. and there's this cuckoo <laughs> clock that had a cat on it with, no. the, with the hands. And I was just like, this is, it just felt like that movie Beetlejuice when they would, they were half dead and they yeah. were going outside. It was like, I'm, I'm not sober. I'm not on drugs. I, I w like, I am on a different planet than everybody. It just felt like, like I was on a different planet. And so they would, they, for the first week, they keep you in this room, the detox room and let you smoke cigarettes. And you're just smoking with just the weirdest people on the planet. And then, so this guy, I came uh, in. Did the cigarettes help? Yeah. Uh, 5%. Just gives you something to do. Something. Cigarettes, masturbation, sugar. That's what, that's how you got off. That's it. how everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing that, that stop it. That's it. Or sugar? jacuzzi. Yeah. Sugar. You just start eating sugar, red vine. And I'm not a licorice guy, but red vine licorice, uh, helps hair withdrawal more than, more than anything. Really? Yes. Some, it completes that. There's like this molecule that's just thirsting for opiates that, that a little bit, the red vine What's sugar. What's in red vines? I don't know. There's some gnarly shit in red vines. Yeah, there's poison. <laughs> it's like, it's a, yeah, it's probably just some, it some hits, weird. Though. It hits. Red vines I was just like, hit. give me red vines. And and someone was like, yeah, you know about the red vines? I'm like, no, but I just want red vines. And they're like, oh, red vines really will help because there's a bunch of red vines there. And I would have red vines and it would go from a, a, a 10 to like a nine, you know, which is any little bit of relief is you're, you're like. Wow, detoxing of heroin sounds so fucking gnarly. I when I got off of Adderall, it was bad, but it wasn't like that. Adderall's bad too. Adderall's really bad. Mm -hmm. It was really hard. It it took. How, how long were you taking Adderall? I didn't know. Like that. probably since college till I was till Brody died. Wow. And then Brody died, and I wanted to sleep, so I stopped taking it. And then I went into a psychosis. Did you go into a psychosis because of stopping Adderall all of a sudden? Yes. Just pulling the plug on it? Yes. You can't, yeah. You, you can't it, do it's, that. It's crazy, right? You can't do that with psych meds. No, you can't do that. And yeah. so then like getting off of it was was so crazy. And like meeting people at the psych ward, like you're mm -hmm. saying, you're like, well, these people are fucking nuts. I know. I'm like, I gotta get out of here fast. I know. It's, it's, uh, I actually got on... So right before Brody died, that's when I got on medication. So I, I waited till 10 years sober to get on medication. I'm like, something's going on. I'm just like a, kind of a weird dude. And I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. a little manic, a little yeah. crazy. And I, and Brody was the one that he was like, get on meds. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to be on meds. I'm sober. And he's like, everybody's on medication, Steven. Everybody, yeah, yeah. He goes, everybody that you've ever respected their comedy, they're on psych meds. And I was like, <laughs> and, and I started naming people. He's like, yep, I'm friends with them. Yep. 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 And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Who am I, you know? Yeah. And, and I talked to my friend, shout out to my friend, Sarah. Um, I was working at a restaurant 10 years ago, right when I first got sober and she was on antidepressants and I judged her because here I am. I've been on drugs my whole life. Now I'm sober. I'm not taking a fucking thing other than caffeine. And I go, you're on that shit. And she goes, yeah, it makes, makes my life better. And I remember judging her and then they were all, everybody was telling me right after I got married to Chelsea, everybody was telling me like, get on meds, get on meds. Cause I was, I was having a manic episode. 
and I called her and I was like, you're on meds. How are they? And she's like, they're still working great. Like, what's up? What's up? You know? And, uh, she actually fired me from a job, but she, <laughs> she, cause I have bad behavior, but, uh, but she was a longtime friend. And so she goes, um, I go, I haven't done drugs in 10 years. And she goes, Oh, so like in your 12 step community, do you give like awards and trophies out for the people who suffer most? And I go, huh? <laughs> and then she goes, Oh, it sounds to me like you want to be like the best at your 12 step. And she goes, tell me if I'm wrong. Cause I'm not in that community, but it's all about ego reduction. I said, yeah. And she goes, this all sounds like ego to me. Like the ego is the only thing that keeping you from getting a doctor's help. And I was just like, like, thank you. And then <laughs> I instantly, like I called Brody and Brody's like, get on it. And I was doing stand up actively at the store five nights a week while getting on it. And I was like, for the first like week or two, like I, I was just off a beat, you know? And I was like, I would say my point, I was just like, my rhythm was off when you're doing an art right. that's so what sensitive. What meds were you on? Seroquel, I'm still on them, Seroquel and Buse Bar. So I got on Seroquel and, and Buse Bar. And do you find that they help? Life, I've had, a, I've had a child, my, my money's quadrupled, multiplied by five. Uh, everything in my physical and emotional world is just, I've, leveled up yeah, yeah. level yeah. up <laughs> um, i'm on prozac and it makes such a big difference You're, how long have you been on it since i got off adderall mm. i went to a psychiatrist because i went into a psychosis and the psychiatrist was like i watched the video I yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that was, that was a classic yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so yeah i went to the fucking to the psychiatrist and they prescribed me what, what is it for anxiety or depression or um, depression and looped like obsessive thoughts. <sighs> I'll be like, I'll be like, it'll be like <sighs> the is, same thing yes. on repeat over and over and over again. And I, it's like intrusive and I can't stop having the same thought. Like, I, something I've, bad's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. And then it's like, okay, nothing bad is happening. I know I've that's, if you want to know what's caused me, it, it hasn't been heroin addiction. It hasn't been, I think that I was trying to medicate it. It's looping negative thoughts. Um, it's not just just being negative, like oh I'm a negative. Like it's just these like, oh you have cancer and that's what that bump is on your knee and it's spreading right now. And you're like, huh? And then you're like, Stephen, it's spreading right now. And then <laughs> yeah, you're like, you go yeah. to the doctor and they go, you're perfectly fine. And he goes, how how new is that doctor? That doctor, yeah, your yeah, family's yeah. luckily your family's gonna sue that doctor and get a lot of money because <laughs> yeah. you're dead yeah. and he could have helped. And it was just it's been that since. I was eight years old. I remember when, when the first cases of AIDS came out. I, I thought I had it. Can, knew I had it. I was living with it. I would always check the, um, I would check like the the movie theater seats extra. For needles? Because you remember they, there was a rumor? Yes. Was that even true? I, I So movie theaters, the beach. The beach. I would walk with shoes. Public phone booths in the... It was like prick, like yeah, oh, yeah. prick, yeah, your life's over. Yeah. Your life's changed. Yeah. I and that was that, the thing, because I was like in fifth grade. It was a long time ago in the nineties. In the nineties, I heard that hypodermic needles, and I would go on to be a heroin addict, but hypodermic <laughs> needles washed up medical waste on the beach. And I remember asking my mom, like, so needles are just filling. She's like, for that one day, maybe they found a few. I love the ocean. I didn't go in for two years because I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to get AIDS. And every time I would step in the ocean, I'm like, ah, I'm like, it was an AIDS needle. And just convinced it was an AIDS needle. You couldn't, you couldn't convince me. It was like, and I, and I would just sit and just stare like pictures of me as a kid, just sitting and staring off in the distance about, no. about dark things that like <laughs> about AIDS needles. Lo looping thoughts. Yeah. Looping it's thoughts. so bad. But now I do this thing. Um, 
since getting medicated and then also incorporating like all kinds of like new age shit. Me too. I do this thing like positive thinking. So then I try to loop the positive thoughts. So then it'll be like, everything is working out for me. Everything is working out for me. Every That's also feels a little crazy. But I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't care. I do the same thing. That's <laughs> the only I, way out. Yeah. That's the only way out is to replace it with a positive yes. thought. Yes. So Tony Robbins says delete. So have you ever done that one? <laughs> no. So whenever the looping starts, you go delete, no. delete, and so it, it, so I only needed to do it one day because it, it just it sh so it just if you're in your car, delete, delete, and so it'll be like you have you know something bad is gonna your daughter's choking, right? delete, delete, <laughs> delete, and you just Tony Robbins says it out loud all the time, so you just delete do you do and the then snap shorts. Too? I, I added that part. <laughs> delete. <laughs> Redirect, you know, <laughs> Re redirect, delete, redirect, you know, <laughs> so funny. This was such a funny podcast. I know. So, so I had a guy, so, so that it's cognitive behavioral therapy. My, my therapist gave me yes. a list. And so it'll be like, what's the negative thought? How do you feel? And what's the opposite? And then I write those down and say that mantra and I yank it. I, I do that all day long. And the writing of it mm -hmm. helps you create proteins that change your brain. Oh, really? Yeah. My, oh, I didn't my know that. psychiatrist had me do that too. He was like, because there's all these different cognitive distortions. Like one is like all or nothing thinking. Yeah, I have that. Yeah. I'm like, I am headed for success. Look or at the streets. Every, or the streets. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing in the middle. No. Yeah. I have that. Yeah, that. And then like, um, there's all kinds of different ones, but yeah. I had this guy when I was working at, at a restaurant, um, this guy would come in with crystals and he'd wave them over. <laughs> I told this on Jeremiah Watkins podcast. He has, he has crystals and he would wave them over the food to tell him if he, he was prepared to have a bite or not. And no. so his wife would do these weird testings where they would, he would, she would go to take a bite and he would grab her hand and no. she would fight through it. And then sometimes she would fight through the bite and he'd be like, yeah. And she would eat it. And they're like, they'd wear turtlenecks kind of where I got some of the motivation no. from Martin Martins. No. They were just these mystical wizard people. And the guy would always get an Oakwood grilled salmon with vegetables and a diet Coke. And no. I forgot his vegetable. I forgot his diet Coke three times in a row. So I went to the table. He goes, Oh, my diet Coke. And I'm like, Oh, sorry. And I came by again. He's like, my Diet Coke. The third time he grabbed, he grabbed my wrist and goes, gentle correction and started tapping it <laughs> no. and goes, Diet Coke. I ran like a little <laughs> submissive sex slave. I was like, yes, mister. And I just, I went, I went and got his Diet Coke and brought it like an obedient servant right back. What did he say? Gentle correction? Gentle correction, Diet Coke, please. No. And, ta and tapped my wrist three times. And I was just, it just, I was like, uh, 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 and I just went, I dude, I got his Diet Coke immediately. No. And I was like, how did that, I felt ashamed for forgetting his Diet Coke and then ashamed for like that whole interaction. But I was <laughs> yeah. like, what was it say? Hey bro, I didn't really like when you touched me and gently corrected me towards <laughs> proper behavior. It was like, every time they would come in, I would just be like, "Ugh!" like I, I just, I just no. hate myself. I'd no, be like, the I'll, crystal I, people. Yes. Gentle, correct. Just gentle. Like no. A correction, but a gentle one. No, that is so gnarly. That's our episode. It was so much fun. Where can people find you? People could find me primarily on Instagram, Instagram and Facebook. My Instagram is at Stephen Randolph 2, S-T-E-V-E-N-R-A-N-D-O-L-P-H, the number two. Okay, we'll link to it in the description. And TikTok. And TikTok. Oh, yeah, yeah you're on TikTok too. And Facebook is back, baby. Facebook? Yes, Facebook Reels. It's, I it, never go on there. I, I erased my Facebook from high school, deleted it, got delete. back on. <laughs> delete. <laughs> gentle correction. And now I'm back with the pro account. And I got like 10 or 11,000 followers within a month and a half. Because it's just your same videos you're posting on, on everything on else. Instagram. Just post them on reels. And it just, it just gives it to a whole new population of people. Oh, shit. 
comedian Stephen Randolph there on Facebook. Yes. Thank you, Stephen. This was so much fun. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Shank. Subscribe, rate, review. Um, I am coming to Austin, Texas. Yeehaw. On what day is that? Shall August 16th. Terry Black's. Sure. Terry Black's barbecue. <laughs> so good. So good. Best food I've ever had. The best food ever. Um, yeah. Follow me at Princess Shank. And then you can find me here every Wednesday on Shank and every Monday on this bitch. And we'll see you next week. Bye.